Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Robbie Knox, and I'm the landlord of the Moon Underwater, a mystical place where guests create their dream pub. Welcome back to the Moon Underwater, where we are with Hard Fi's Richard Archer designing what is already shaping up to be a terrific, terrific pub. Uh, before the break, we had uh, Dan doing his pub quiz, and now we'll have the pub quiz answers. Dan, over to you. Yes, we're doing some acronyms. Uh, Richard, what does YMCA stand for? Any ideas? I thought it was Young Man's Christian Association. I was going to say Young Man's Community Association. I'm afraid that is a point to Richard. (sighs) Bang on. Wow. Look at that. That was great. Yeah. First started in 1844 to help men have a place to study the Bible and escape the streets of London. Mm. There you go. I mean, in fact, a pub, you could go to a pub for that. Yeah, you could go. Yeah, you could do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, What is number two? What does the HP in HP source stand for? That's Houses of Parliament. Isn't yeah, it? that's what I was. Yeah, I didn't of. know that. I think I'm the only person in the I think world who didn't know that. Know that yeah. yeah, it's literally on the bottle as well. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I just don't <laughs> no, know. I don't no, no, as, in, as in the, the, the Houses of Parliament are on the yeah. front of it. Yeah. Um, um, yes, originally developed in 1899. The guy that uh, developed it sold it to settle a, to settle a, a debt that he'd had. He sold it for 150 pounds. So sold the recipe. Wow. So wow. Any probably, idea what the, we're not the greatest deal. We'd run up the debt on. No, I don't know. He's a, he's a gross, he was a grocer from <laughs> Nottingham. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Frederick Garton, a grocer from Nottingham. Um, oh. And they now make tw- make 28 million bottles of them a year. Yeah, Didn't they sort of like controversially change the recipe recently? And, and, or was that oh, something else? Was that Worcestershire sauce? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Did a sort of a Coca-Cola in the 80s yeah. thing. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I like an HP sauce. Do you? Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm, I know. I'm, I'm, I like any kind of condiment. <laughs> wow. Really, you know, kind of oh. easy. Okay. All right. So, Mary Rose. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two one to Richard. And what does IMAX stand for? Uh, I've got or no what idea. What does it mean? It's going to be something movie. No. I've got no I'm going to say the IM is immersive Ooh. and the AX is action. <laughs> You're on the right tracks, and it's actually sort of simpler than you think. It's just image maximum. Oh, 
Yeah. So I wasn't really. I mean, like, yeah. drank it all. Well, as in, it wasn't. It wasn't four different words. Okay. Sort of, I'm yeah. quite pleased I didn't know that. Yeah. That's just a little bit. Just a little bit nerdy. Let down, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Image maximum. Yeah, it's not that exciting. Are you familiar with redundant acronym syndrome? No. Let me just quickly look this up. What do you up, mean? Look up in your mind. R A S. No, <laughs> it's it's R A S syndrome. No. It's called because it's where. It's the redundant use of one or more words that make up an acronym. So, for example, if you say HIV virus, which is oh, human yes. immunodeficiency virus virus. And pin number. Pin number, yeah, yes. Yeah, so that's yeah. what it is. But that's why I like that the name of it is RAS syndrome, because it's redundant acronym syndrome syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so other examples, LCD display is liquid crystal display display. Um, other, other things like that. DC comics is detective comics comics. Um Things, things along those lines. Nice. NCP car park, national car park, car park. <laughs> uh, there's quite a few of them, yeah. That's good. Should, should put one of those in. Well, maybe try a little bit harder next yeah, time. Will. Sorry. Uh, right, Rich, spirits. Right. What's your first choice? So um, I think probably first of all, I'll go with Bacardi. Ooh. Bacardi rum. Now, not necessarily that I particularly like Bacardi, but it's quite easy to get a hold of isn't it yeah. yeah but i've kind of got into rum a bit again like back in the day when we went the first time we went on a foreign holiday um my mum and dad would drink bacardi and cokes and call them sundowners and um <laughs> and uh <laughs> call them, they called them uh good morning uh no they, <laughs> um so they'd have his son and, and uh I remember, and i kind of like you know when i tried one it's like it was perfect i loved it it was great yeah. you know like so i kind of like that but I kind of got more into, you know, uh, since you know, meeting my wife, she's from Central America. And she, one of her, one of her friends is like in this family that owns this distillery from Guatemala called, um, well, they, they've got met this rum called Ronza Kappa. And it's just like you drink it neat and it's, they, they, you know, they have it on tables at events and things like this. And it's like really smooth and lovely. Gives me a wicked hangover. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I've got, I kind of collected all these rums, but I can't drink them because they make me feel like shit. But I like, always like, kind of like, so I kind of really got into that and like that side of things. And I, but I still like, again, maybe it's the holiday thing. I like a, you know, a daiquiri or something like that. I like finding out what, you know, whatever, uh, I mean, what's his face? The um, Hemingway would be drinking, and, 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 you yeah. know, or something like that, you know, like a lime juice and, and rum. And, and, um, so I kind of, you know, so that, yeah, so I, but I like the idea that we can come in and have a, you know, Bacardi and Coke. Um, I did actually get some rum. It was, I think it's called P- Purser's Navy Rum. And it was like, apparently it's the original recipe they used to have in the Royal Navy. Right. And they used to give these guys like, like half a pint of rum every day. I mean, yeah. the Royal Navy was just absolutely smashed all the time. Yeah. I mean, like every day um, they'd come out and give them kind of like. Like yeah. half a pint of rum. There you go, lads. Can you go and operate that radar system now? Yeah. And don't don't press the big red button that sends the cruise missile over. I mean, we're about yeah. to say around the the Cape Horn, you're going to need this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I do like I do like a rum and rum cocktails and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, pina um, colada. Yeah, love that. Love a pina colada. Um, I do love a, a coco loco. What's that? So you get a coconut, right? And you chop the top off and you put rum in with the coconut water <gasps> in there. And then you drink it out out of a straw, and the coconut water's got electrolytes in it. And because you drink it through a straw, you get very tipsy very quickly. I thought you could say it's a health drink. Yeah, yeah. So it oh, you know exactly. Yeah. Of course, it's, you know, it's yeah. probably got a bit of that to it. But so it's going to um, say it's hydrating you, and you get drunk at the same time. Yeah, you can only drink it like 
you couldn't have it here. It's got no. to be like in a Club Tropicana video or something yeah. like that. That's the only time. Coconut, the local coconut shy with yeah. that. <laughs> with yeah. that oh, yeah, it's not one of, like, one of the, the no, hairy it's one of the greeny yeah, ones. The green yeah. ones, yeah, that you can kind of... Yeah, yeah. I um, when you said it was, let's call it a sundowner, based on your um, previous stories of childhood drinking, I assume it's because they get their sun to down it. Come on, sun. Here's my chest. Where you like to drink with sun. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Are you, you a rum fan, Dan? I, it's something that I want to really like, but I don't. I haven't quite ever really got into it. It just feels like a, a good thing. And whenever I think of rum, I saw I saw an episode of uh, MasterChef where um, Greg Wallace got a dessert, and it was supposed to have rum in it, and he just kept going. I want my rum because there wasn't any rum in it. He just kept saying, "I want my rum." That's <laughs> <laughs> really made me laugh. He was so obsessed yeah. with rum in his in his dessert. Um, I had yeah. a rum and raisin ice cream the other day, which I have not really noticed Ooh, since the eighties. Nice. Yeah, that was very nice. Yeah, I wonder how much rum there is in a rum and raisin. I can't imagine there's a lot. Is there? No, you don't see that many shit-faced kids going around with ice cream. <laughs> yeah. but it's not really a kid flavour, is you it? You don't get cans of shandy really anymore, do you? Like, you just, I don't know if I haven't seen those for a long time. Oh, well, but, um, no, Dan yeah. can tell you answer that. Yeah, they've stopped. They've stopped gone. Doing those. Yeah, shandy, shandy bass, bass is gone. Doesn't oh, exist wow. anymore. Was that for just poor sales or because it was frowned yeah, upon? Yeah, I think it just sort of. I think people just don't give kids. Kids shandy Beer anymore. That much these yeah. Well, maybe they should. Maybe that is what's wrong with this country. Yeah. I, I did try, you know, like the whole kind of rum and cigar thing, and I did I did have a go at that. I, I, I don't smoke. No. I mean, really, that's the thing. That's the other thing. You know, like drinking is really my only vice. But I did try the cigar thing. Um, and if you can imagine having a really bad hangover from rum and then adding in the fact that you feel like, you know, like, there's a rat's ass in your throat because mm, you've been smoking yeah. this cigar. I mean, it, 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 that was pretty. At the time, I, the whole, I love the whole idea. I like, I like the smell of cigars. You know, like when someone else, yeah. someone else was smoking a cigar, mm. I like the smell of it. But um, oh yeah, that was that was rotten. But, it's, um, it's definitely an image thing, isn't there? With that, with that, and and rum as well. Just mm. the idea of going, oh yeah, well I like to smoke a cigar and have a, have a glass of neat rum. It's I have to say, I would never like this. This this the cap stuff. It's. It's really, it's really, it's really smooth. It's really nice. I have kind of got more into like the, the whiskey side of thing, but I don't know enough about it really. Whereas I quite enjoy that and that sort of. Um, I, so I'll have occasionally I'll, I'll pour myself a little one, but I can't. I have to step away from it after yeah. a while, otherwise. I'm, I'm yeah. rumming cocktails for me. I'm not really having mm. neat rum or something like that. Can I just say, K cider is so strong. It's really strong. <laughs> I'm looking at this. I've yeah. had. I can see the the. The cider is still in contact with the ring pool at the top of the can, and I'm absolutely <laughs> shit-faced. And most of that's in this glass. I've had about three sips. Wow. I'm and just checking the bouquet of it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You have got to drink the whole thing as well. Is that legally binding? <laughs> I don't remember that being a rule. Um, it's quite easy to drink, isn't it? That's it is, yeah, it's great. I'm curious by the decor of your pub here. Like, What, what are you going for? Because you've got this sort of... Speech sort of thing, but you've also mentioned like, Blade Runner back yeah, there. Yeah. Is it? Is it? And is then Blade the Runner meets yeah. the West Country. Blade like Runner a, meets cocktail. You're like a tiki bar in a beer garden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like the kind of like. Yeah, I'm just very confused about that because I think I think probably my ideal pub would be like a sort of a country pub. You know, like yeah. like you know the toilets, right? You know how we sometimes you go into an old pub and the toilets are very much they're kind of you know you're outside. And then they're not all they're not all nicely done. They're not yeah. like you know they, they've got that kind of slight eye watering thing yeah. of the little yeah. things they put in the in the urinals and and they've often got like the, the sort of windows still look like they were putting in the fifties and they're kind of it's cold 
yeah. you know, it's like, like I like that. I appreciate that. I don't want to go in something too. Don't want, I don't want to, no, don't want a fancy toilet. Don't need it. Mm. Is there going to be tiki bar? Is there going to be Blade Runner involved in this, or is it just going to be purely so, country? So, like, yeah, I think I like the, I like the kind of the, I like the feeling of like a country type pub yeah. where you manage to get in there and find it. So, but maybe we'll have a tiki bar in the back, and maybe like instead of like having like a, you know, a saloon bar and a public bar, we'll yeah. have like a Blade saloon bar. bar and a Blade Runner bar. <laughs> yeah, perfect. And you a tiki, know, you know, yeah, you have yeah. loads of different rooms. Yeah, no rooms. replicants yeah. in the saloon yeah. bar, please. So a bit like going drinking in the Crystal Maze. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Into the industrial zone for a quick bite. <laughs> Rich, what's your second spirit? So, yeah, my second spirit is Sambuca. Um, and specifically flaming, obviously. <laughs> um, and the reason I said before, I, you know, I like I like a bit of theatre. You know, you want yeah. something, you want to kind of... And and the first time I ever had flaming Sambuca was my, my best friend at school was 16. And his older brother got a job working as a doorman at a hotel up in London. And he said, I'm going to take you out. So we all got on the train, me, Dan and James, and we got on the train up to London. We met his brother, Steve, and he took us to a jazz bar. Good, three good solid names there, yeah. Dan, James and yeah. Steve. Oh. And uh, nothing, you know, kind of like, you know, and we yeah. got we went to a jazz bar called Palookavilles. Uh, I looked up Palookaville, and it means like a town for incompetent and uh, losers, <laughs> basically. And uh, it was like somewhere near Covent Garden. And we went down there. We must have had food. I can't remember, but... He basically took us to it, and there was always people in there. And there was a jazz trio. I can't remember what they were called, but you know, drummers, a drummers trio. He was all that, you know, looking down his nose, <laughs> eyes half closed, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. And we just sat there, and we just got progressively smashed because we'd had, and he was putting us wine and what have you, and showing us a night out for his younger brother's birthday. And then he he brought out the like rounds of flaming sambucas and was like setting fire to them, showing you how to do the old, you know, like the thing on the yeah. hand to cut them, all this sort of stuff. And we were like, and they, because they were quite sweet, oh, this is nice, it's great. And there's all these people in there, like having like a kind of a cool, groovy time. Before we knew it, we'd set the tablecloth on fire. I mean, whole, <laughs> literally, someone knocked one over and like, this, but the whole thing went oh, and it was wow. like, oh my God. So, but, and they, but they didn't throw us out. They were all really nice, you know, like, they kind of like played happy birthday for my mate. Unfortunately, he was in the loo at the time. <laughs> I missed it. Um, but, um, but yeah, I just never forgot it. It was like, kind of like, wow, fire and drink. Yeah. Did you ever do the flaming Zambuca in the mouth technique where you oh, have the no, Zambuca? I've brave enough for that. I've done, I did it before. Really? It's not, yeah, it's not great. It's not something you see anymore. I mean, just Be your mouth is with your moustache. I was pre moustache. Oh, okay. I'm not doing it now. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. 46. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ring the bell. <laughs> down the local with the kids having lunch. <laughs> there we go. Um, That's funny because yeah. I I saw a thing that said um, and if you uh, I was reading about them and it said and if you do choose to flame this drink take caution as a fire fueled by alcohol can burn tablecloths napkins hair and clothing and I thought <laughs> I mean what a ridiculous <laughs> yeah. thing to write and then you just always worry about yeah, yeah. completely setting a tablecloth I mean, you would, on fire with yeah. the in the mouth one you would sometimes see someone would have spilt some down their mouth and then the side of their face oh, would catch fire as well so I wouldn't recommend it kids. yeah not safe yeah yeah. Yeah, well, it's like, okay, we'll have some kind of, we'll obviously have a fire extinguisher close by, yeah. bucket of sand, something like that. Yeah, or the tiki bar, you've probably got sand everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, only, it's famous as because only in the tiki yeah, bar. Yeah, outside Next only. to the pool. Yeah. 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 Um, you've, you've sort of touched on this before, Rich, but um, bands quite often enjoy a drink. Back in the day, what was Hardfire's attitude to drinking around gigs on stage before after well we always were quite good well i i wouldn't have a drink before a show because i did do that once and it became quite apparent that if you have a few drinks before a show you come off thinking we were great 
and everyone goes, you were shit. Yeah. Uh, that seems to be the general rule of thumb was that, yeah. you, you know, you thought you were good, but actually, you know, you weren't that good. So we'd always save it for after the show and that would be your little reward, you know. Yeah. The crew would have like a cocktail afterwards. Sea Breeze was their sort of choice. But we'd always try and specify that on the rider, the beers would have to conform to the Reinhardtsgebot. Um, which is the sort of like the German law of ingredients for beers. You know, it had to be oh. only four ingredients and, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And no one ever took a blind bit of notes. <laughs> you know, it was always like, you know, you know, the, the beers you get, you'd often, you know, it would like really, really colour a venue for you or a promoter if they couldn't deliver some decent beers. You know, that was like... Um, would you specify specific beers on the ride or would you just, would you just hope they just had to conform to the Reinhardt's cupboard as long as that was taken care of everyone was happy did you do any of the strange rider stuff on there I mean the thing a lot of people don't realise about these things is it comes out your money in the end yeah. <laughs> I met I went and I went to see a band and they were all kind of like guys who'd been pretty big back in the day and now they were all like oh no we're going to get our own rider because yeah. then we get exactly what we want and we don't you know spend loads of money because yeah. the other thing that happens is is that if you, you put the rider and you forget about it and you get the same stuff every night, so if you've got bottles of spirits on there, eventually you end up with loads of bottles of spirits, you know, yeah. kind of like, you know, you're carrying them around on the bus, you know, you sort of, um, and often, you know, someone will take them home and, yeah. and, and kind of like sort of nail them in one go, probably not a good idea, but, uh, you know, so you kind of, you have to sort of like, it's, it's a bit of an, if you have to try and figure that out because it is all your money. Yeah. And, um, it's half it just ends up being chucked away a lot of the time. Yeah. Because also, you know, you're, you're out of the venue often, you're onto the bus and onto the next place. So the beers is great because you can beer, bottles of beers and cans, you can stick them on the bus and have a few beers on the bus or whatever. But um, we learned pretty early on because we were obviously very excited to be going out on tour and, you know, we'd go out and get, get on it. Um, it becomes apparent pretty quickly that you can't function. You can't <laughs> do what you want to do. You can't play as well as you want to. You know, it's like being on a submarine, being on a tour bus. You know, like everyone, if anyone gets ill, everyone gets ill. So you've got to try and sort of like stay at least a little bit kind of, yeah. you know, on top of it. Otherwise, you know, I remember we t- problem with going to Japan is, is that you get there and you're jet lagged and you're obviously you're very excited to be in Japan. And we had a, we got a, a, a rep over there called Ria and she's really amazing. I mean, she blew my mind. She'd be out, she'd stay out with you all night, you know, push you off to your hotel rooms at five in the morning and then be waiting for you at nine. And she lived an hour and a half out of town. I mean, oh she was a machine. And she would said, take you to these amazing places, like really nice beer. We'd go and have like, you know, like barbecue and then beer and sake. And it was only talking to a friend of mine later who lives out there now. He says, no, you're not supposed to have them together. I thought that was the general <laughs> thing. But no, you know. And like get really, really sort of hammered and you wouldn't sleep because you're jet lagged and everything. And then, do a show the next day and literally trying to go to sort of like sing a song and just like hello everyone (laughs) Um, I'm really sorry Um, and you know the two Ross and Kai just like half asleep I mean it's just kind of like you know you all got conscious you don't want to you know people come see you and they pay to you you want to put on a great show and and unfortunately kind of like kind of living the lifestyle doesn't always you know yeah help that You'd have played with a lot of different bands and touring in festivals and stuff like that. Which bands of that sort of era would you say were particularly good party animals or good drinkers? You only came across? Uh, yeah, I don't know really. I mean, um, without to throw anyone under the bus. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm kind of like uh, 
well, boy, your boy. I mean, we yeah. were thinking about that. We went on tour with them. They were they were uh, they were always good fun to hang around. Yeah. With. So uh, you know, like, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, a lot of the time, as I said, like you know, you go to you know, you kind of you go to festivals. You kind of almost like ships passing in the night. Yeah. They wouldn't often be like hanging out and. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, it's very it's very much like that, isn't it? I do I'm do a different podcast. We did did a tour early in the year, and then this summer we've done we did Kendall Calling Festival, did a live podcast there. And it's quite good because we're bumping into a lot of bands and things like that 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 are known from past like Kaiser Chiefs and Reverend the Makers and and um, people like that. And but it is very much like come along. Um, quick drink afterwards and then disappear off. So yeah. I was there. We were just there for the whole weekend because it was just ready to go to the festival. Well, so you just sort of, we just sort of sit back and you go, oh, hello, so and so, hello, off you go, bye bye. The most intense drinking sessions I've had have been with journalists, not bands. It's generally the journalists who who like to, you know, get on it and often, you know, will end up. I mean, I <laughs> I won't say the name, but I was I went out for a you know like a chat about the new album with a journalist in Soho and and. Uh, and I, I, we had a lot to drink, and we'd said our goodbyes, and then for this bloke comes over to me and starts asking me for a tenner, and I'm like, well, I don't want to give you, I don't want to give you ten pounds. What are you talking about? And he starts having a go at me. Well, what's going on here? And then it turned out that the journalist had basically bought some dodgy skunk off this bloke, and, and they said I, he'll pay you, right? So like, I'm just going to chase him for drugs, man. Like, you know, like it's just really messy. Oh. Um, not, not what you'd expect from the Daily Telegraph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Rich, every week Dan scours through our emails and uh, listens to voice notes from listeners who have got suggestions for the pub. Dan, what have we got today? Well, we've, um, we've got something from Will today. Uh, that's a listener suggestion and you can listen to it and then you can accept it as part of your pub or you can reject it out of hand. It's totally up to you. He's not here. So he's not. Mm-hmm. You say he, what he, you want about him. Yeah. Be exactly. horrific it's if fun. you like. Yeah. It's, it's, it doesn't matter. Um, but we should just say, be, we'd love to hear some more. Wouldn't we? We'd love to hear anyone who's got any suggestions for future podcasts for a listener suggestion, email Robbie at moonunderpod.com with your voice notes. Quite easy to do, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, quite I, easy. I don't really send voice notes by email very much, but I imagine yeah. it's easy. Yeah. yeah, it must be. Can't be hard. <laughs> sure, it's fine. People have managed it, so yeah. Will's yeah, managed yeah. it. If exactly. Will can Will's do done it. it. You so, um, yeah, send them in. Send, send us your suggestions. Uh, and let's have a listen to uh, Will. Hey, my name's Will. And in this week's Pub of the Week, I think there should be a self-pouring pint station. This will add more fun to the pub experience, cut queuing times at the bar, and provide more control of the perfect foam. Who wouldn't want that? Thanks. Self-pouring Pub section. Pump station. Pump station. Ah, oh, there's a pub section. Pump station. So this is, uh, is this something we've experienced before? I've, no, I've never, never experienced that before. I am torn about okay. this because I have seen, you know, the light and the dark side of this, the pros and the cons okay. in the in the lounge at Tokyo Narita Airport in the JAL lounge. They have a self-pouring um, uh uh, as, asahi <laughs> uh, alcohol unit, I don't know yes. what call it, and um, and it's very easy to just keep self pouring, and you know, and it's like it's actually great. You know, you can obviously you've got to know what you're doing because there's a lot of wasted beer with when you mm. kind of like you got like half beer, half head. That's yeah. the only problem with it. I think you'd 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 lose a lot of beer, 
Um, but it can, I mean, it did lead to us nearly being banned from JAL, <laughs> that thing, because, you know, you know, you have to have, you know, comes with great responsibility. You know, you have to be able to kind of like know when yeah. to stop. And it's such, it's like a kid, such fun. Yeah. It's like, you know, it was... It, <laughs> I don't want to go into too many details, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it was terrific. But yeah, it's like you got to you got to watch it. A lot of wasted, lot of wasted beer, and um, if you don't know when to stop, it can definitely kind of like you know, you know, end up in a lot. Did of, something uh, happen, Rich? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there was something. Yeah, something, 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 something went down uh, above Siberia. <laughs> <laughs> Between a couple of my bandmates, but uh, um, and I, and I blame the free pouring uh, drink station at Narita Airport. Okay, that's, that's um, all I'll say. Yeah. I, logistically, I how are you how are you charging for this? I mean, do you have a, is it a lounge? Or not I use well. Oh, you no, mean I mean in the, in the pub. Yeah, I mean it's the movie. Richard's pub is up to him, really. I mean, yeah, I think I'm going to say, you know, he's got he's got he makes a good argument. Mm. Yeah, cut down queuing time, this kind of thing. But I think it's too much trouble. It's too okay, much trouble. Castle. Yeah. I'm so I'm sorry. But with regards, sorry, Will. With regards to the um, being able to pour properly, maybe there's some kind of qualification system. For example, for my kids' at school, they learn with pencils, and then they got a pen license mm-hmm. to be able to use a pen. Maybe once you've poured a certain number of pints under supervision, you can then get your pouring license. And yeah, and they could be teaching that in in mm. you know up to probably from year seven, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, your pub, not necessarily. So by the time you get to like yeah. you know, the legal age, you've, you can pour a perfect pint. Perhaps if you can okay. pour a perfect pint, even if you're only thirteen, you could then yeah. You know, you can, well, there we go. I've got know. in my house one of those perfect draft things where you do get the kegs, and it is quite nice. But also the app, it cool, it chills it down to like three degrees or whatever temperature you want it at. And once you put a new keg in, it's a bit warmer, and then it will go send you a message going, um, <laughs> "It's now at three degrees and it's ready like that on your phone." But also, it does just We're send ready you for random. You, Mr. Knox. <laughs> but every now and then, it sends you random notification. If you've not had a pint for a few days, it goes, it "Goes your beer's nice and cold." <laughs> Get away from me, perfect draft that. But it is, it is nice to have. It's good for parties and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's dangerous just being randomly around. I remember when we after Sucker Aim did this thing, this thing called Channel B. I don't know if you remember, and we we did something for. I think it was Young's. It was one of the breweries in London. We'd mentioned something. We did a feature or something. And they sent us a, um, I think it was really a cask of ale, sort of thing like that, for our office. Remember, we were like, but we didn't realise is that a cask of ale goes off quite quickly. Whereas in a pub, it's not an issue. We're having most of it. But in the office, we you had to get through through this thing quite quickly. At the same time, we'd also done something to do with cider. We'd be given a ton of cider, literally a ton, a metric ton of cider had turned up on a pallet. And <laughs> we had that in the office as well. And there was all this booze there. And it was also towards the end of Channel B where we, it was clear that we were going to get sacked eventually, but it hadn't happened yet. So it was like this real last days of the Roman Empire sort of thing. People just, if you didn't have anything to do in the afternoon, you just pour a pint <laughs> and just sit there having a pint. There is something about like kind of like daytime drinking that makes you, it's one that makes me feel the worst later. But at the time, I, find, I kind of find most enjoyable the fact that you should be doing something else. Yeah. But, you know, when we used to pop to the pub after Soccer AM, that yeah. the, the rugby club, that yeah. was kind of like... Yeah, obviously that that would often. I so Ross told I didn't I didn't know he did this, but um, uh, what's the name of the guy who was doing it last? The Fulham, Fulham player. Oh, Jimmy Bullard. Yes. Yeah. Ross and Jimmy Bullard went off for a night out in town. Then you know, 
They didn't know each other, but they ended up having a night out. <laughs> it was a fun time, that, that sort of thing. Because there wasn't a pub nearby, you know, it was yeah. where we were. We just got to go to this rugby club and it was it was, it was a, a strange place, but it was good. Good good food, good after grub. We'd just go there randomly with all these sort of bands and movie stars and all this sort of thing and they'd never care unless you had a rugby player on and then they were like, oh, God, oh my God, you've got Austin Healy and this is amazing sort of thing. Um, we had we we did a just talking about like piles yeah. of beer turning up. We did a uh, Bex was doing a sort of an art thing on their labels, and they approached us to say you know about doing coming up with some artwork for their for their labels. And because obviously our our first album kind of won awards for the artwork, yeah. and the second one was quite controversial for the artwork. Yeah, it was no, no so, artwork. Yeah, what was it? it said no artwork. It's no artwork available. That was it. Yeah. Um, and so we did. So we did it, and we had the first one was kind of like the camera and the sort of the Beck style, but with the camera. And yeah. The other one was like you know no label that sort yeah. of stuff. Um, and they sent us like you know crates and crates of Becks, which was kind of like pretty pretty cool. That I still got some unopened, you know, like it's like fifteen yeah. years out of date now. But um, yeah, but you know, that was quite nice about us sort of like. Someone's giving us yeah. free beer. Finally, mm. it's all paid off. Yeah, yeah. I remember when, at this time when we did the Channel B thing, we had all this, we were just trying to give it away. It was just basically, it was clogging up the office, all this cider. I remember um, Preston from The Ordinary Boys coming on as I was just giving him like two crates to take on the train back down to Brighton. <laughs> okay, now um, it's time for the pub jukebox. Here, and this is a exciting moment because you get to put one album on CD or mini disc into the jukebox to live on forever. Okay, what are you going to pick? Um, I'm going to choose uh, the Carpenters' singles 1969 to 1973. Oh, wonderful! Just wonderful. because it's like a big, lovely, warm blanket. You know, yeah. it can lead to slight. Uh, moroseness. Yeah. <laughs> Is this going in the tiki room or the yeah. Blade Runner room, the jukebox? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Blade, Run- Blade Runner room would only have the Blade Runner soundtrack. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah. kind of like just be surrounded yeah. by synths. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was just, just like you know, it's just I don't know. So many just great feel tunes. nice and warm. Yeah, and it's that. like her voice was incredible, and it's just like you could just sort of sit there and yeah, you know, with your flaming zambuka. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, seven point five percent cider. Yeah, I think yeah. there's gonna be a lot of tears in this bar later yeah, on in the evening. Yeah, yeah, there'll be a lot of uh, a lot of uh, people will be very um, very tired and emotional. Yeah, favorite song on the album? Uh, Rainy days and Mondays, perhaps. I think I quite like. I that. think. Yeah. Rainy days and Mondays always get. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. fabulous. Yeah. yeah, that's a great um, choice. It's got a lovely. I mean, obviously, we're on you know mini disc, aren't you know, of course, CD, but the vinyl's got that lovely sort of ox blood cover with carpenters in gold well you can mm. burn you can not burn you can record your own mini disc and try and recreate that by hand okay. on the mini disc thing i basically went very big on mini discs when they came out i backed the wrong horse and i'm just hoping for a comeback yeah that's uh, i've got i've actually got a little uh, portable mini disc player at home in case you need to you know kind of like get a backup um, <laughs> Back up my extensive <laughs> mini disc collection is that what it is? it's consigned with the um cassette single in the underused formats the losers of the format war My first post-divorce pint, the gin I had in Hull, my nan's homemade buckfast, the rum I drank with Liz Hurley, the lager I stole from the pigeon detectives. Okay, it's time now for a drink in time, Rich, and this is where the moon underwater will transport you back to a moment from your past 
involving pubs and alcohol. You get to go back to those days and relive it. What are you going to pick? Well, I got a little bit carried away earlier, and um, I, and I, I started thinking about this evening, and, and it was basically one of my early, you know, going out with friends to pubs. You know, we were we were we were not of the legal age yet, so we were desperate. One of those things where you'd kind of go around pubs and try and get in, try and keep a low profile. One of my friends was very young looking. He's, he's about seven foot tall now, but like, um, and his dad, the, the sort of the pub that everyone used to go to in Staines on the river, that was a, was also called the Swan. His dad would drink there, and, and the the landlord Jurgen, he, he knew him, so we couldn't go in there. That was off limits. So we end up going. There was a pub on this road going out of town, and I don't, I still don't know how it got there because the road doesn't go anywhere. It must have done perhaps you know a long time ago, and this pub was on the on the way out, and. It was also called the Swan. This was a Swan on Moor Lane because it went down to where the, to the moor, and the garden used to have an aviary full of birds. And it was one of those places you could sort of like just odd. You felt like you were out in the middle of nowhere in sort of a slightly different world, but you were still could see the planes going over, you know. And we went down there, and, and I was uh, just getting into like you know like the like Nirvana and the Doors, and I was growing my hair right. So like, um, and. I walked through the door and it was the guys running it were all kind of like sort of like sort of crusty type, you know, sort of alternative types, sort of kind of like long hair and tie dye and all this sort of stuff. And I walked through the door and one of them slaps me on the back. And that was really, it was weird because I thought they were like taking the piss or something. Like they'd put like, like they'd put like kick me sign on my back or something. <laughs> but they weren't. It's like, just come in, guys, come in, welcome. Welcome to this place where, you know, People outside of the ordinary can come and hang out. And we, we went in there and we found ourselves a little table in the corner and we sat there and we were there all night and we had a lock-in. You know, lock-ins were like this mystical thing yeah. that, you know, that only happened to other people. And wow, I, the late opening, opening of pubs killed pubs for me because, you know, like, A, you lost the magic of the lock-in. They killed all the nightclubs because everyone stayed in the yeah. pub and preloaded in the pub and then didn't spend any beer in the nightclubs. And then the nightclubs closed and people stopped coming to the town to go to the nightclubs. So the pubs closed, right? So anyway, this is my little rant over. <laughs> um, so we were going there with this lock-in. And then like out of nowhere, these two dudes turned up. One of them was like, just, like really tall in an ill-fitting suit with a top hat. <laughs> and he had a squeeze box. And, and the other guy was really short. A squeeze and, box? Yeah, like an accordion. Oh, right. Right. And the other guy was really short and bald and had some bongos. <laughs> And they proceeded to sit in the middle of the pub and play. They called themselves Brown Floyd. And they did like agricultural versions of like Pink Floyd numbers and, you know, like old folk songs and kind of, you know, like all that sort of stuff. Were they meant to be there or are they just rocked I, up? I don't know to this day. I mean, I've even, I mean, I had you, I never knew what they were called. I tried Googling, you know, like top hat. He had really thick bottle bottom glasses yeah. on as well. Like, and tried to find any kind of trace of this this act but uh sounds never... like a band in used to be on the end of french and saunders raw <laughs> sex yeah. you remember with Roland river on <laughs> everyone was singing along it was terrific and 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 for some reason that evening i found myself drinking quantra and tonic right wow and i i don't not a combination of put no, together i've never heard of that i don't know i think my, like my mum would occasionally drink a quantra and tonic like yeah. you know and i and i thought well i'll i'll try one of those yeah, contra and tonic, please, and and this is all right. And I was drinking contra and tonic, watching Brown Floyd in the Swan on Moor Lane, and I was probably sixteen, seventeen, 
So do we know they're called Brown Floyd? They, they were called Brown. That's what they. I know. That's why I remember they called themselves Brown Floyd. Wow. I bet and if you went to the birds roosting mm. in the aviary in the garden. But if you went to a, a May Day like celebration, you'd find them there. Do you know what I mean? One of those ones that you get. Probably not looking of, any different. Yeah, yeah. There was where there's loads of little local folk people with yeah. sort of drinking beer out of Viking horns and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, like that. Them, them there. That sounds lovely. How did yeah. the night end? I just, just remember, we, we, you know, like just we went home. I'm sure probably didn't have a hangover. It was yeah. just magical. Mm. It was like, if you think about it, really, like you know, when you think of oh, all the amazing things you could do, and like going to these like incredible. Oh yeah, members bars and it's full of people there who you know famous people or whatever. But actually, that moment with your friends, yeah. where you kind of first experienced that feeling—that's what that's that's what pubs are great at, isn't it? That kind of that feeling that you can't beat it because you can't get it again almost. Yeah. You really you can only have it once or twice. It's that feeling of belonging as a young man, isn't yeah. it? When you're going out into the world and you get accepted into sort of adult men life. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then having a contract on it. And banished from adult men life for the remainder of your life. And thrown out immediately. <laughs> By <Yeah>. Brown Floyd <laughs> hitting across the head with bongos. <laughs> now it's time for us to find out Rich's dream pub companion. But that is only for those of you who have invested in the Moon Underwater Patreon. If you want to find out, you can subscribe at moonunderpod.com. And for the rest of you, we'll be back after this short break. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You are barred. Welcome back to all the non-patronizers. And now it's time to bar something. What do you want to banish from your moon underwater? Well, I might have backed myself into a corner here a little bit. I mean, I you know I would love to banish, you know, like the guy, the person who comes in and suggests you turn into a gastro pub. Because all those pubs that have suddenly 
like you know, like they get their gastro pub grey. They always do beer battered fish and chips. All those pubs that had some kind of heritage have all been always all been stripped out and replaced with this kind of identity kit thing. But then I understand. I understand. You know, people have got to make a living, right? And it's harder than ever. So I thought, okay, I'll let that go. And then I heard this story from I've been working recently with this uh, amazing woman called Lorraine, who is is of the Emerald Isle. And she told me a story about the town where she's from called Nace. And there's a pub there and it's a serious drinking only establishment. You are not, there's no music. You're not allowed. And you think about Ireland, everyone's up for the crack, right? And they're yeah. people just hanging up with fiddles and guitars and, and all that sort of stuff. No, you're not, he's not, the guy's not having it. And uh, I've got running, so this is why I boxed myself into a corner because Ron Wood bought a place nearby. And the story goes that him and Mick rocked up with a couple of guitars and started playing in the pub. And the guy came down and said, I don't care if you're Daniel O'Donnell, you're not playing music in my pub, right? So I thought, brilliant, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bar the Rolling Stones. I'm not going to bar the music, just the guys, unless it's the Rolling Stones from Stella Street, they're allowed in. Um, <laughs> You're buying the Rolling I'm Stones. The Rolling Stones, just 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 for the hell of it. Yeah, I would say that doesn't often. Um, that might not be something that would come up in your pub. But I'm in the village of in Kent that I used to live in with about six hundred people. Um, I did see Mick Jagger walking out of the pub once, so it might happen. So it's worth it's yeah. worth it. You've got to be prepared. You've got to be prepared. Yeah. How yeah. will you break it to them? How will you explain it to them when they turn up? Because they're going to be a bit miffed. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I don't what, know, what they're just, massive hard five yeah. fans. What I'm saying, you know, like you know, I love yeah. the Rolling Stones. You know, I, I, I so it was just say, I was, it was, a, it was a gag. What, you know, what else? You know, sorry, lads, but you know, back the, the rules are rules. I yeah. just didn't think it was going to come up. If I'm honest, yeah. I did. I've gambled and it's gone wrong. <laughs> yeah. I rolled a double one, you know, like uh, you know, but uh, well, maybe it's like maybe you know, it's like kids in the old days, like you said, you sort of go, all right, you can have a, you can have a yeah, I'll tell orange, you what, orange juice and lemonade in the garden. They can go out to the tiki bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The tiki Rolling bar. Stones only in the tiki bar, but put your, keep your guitars in the bags. Yeah, yeah. Don't want any of that. Don't want any of that yeah. jumping jack flash nonsense. No, here. you can only do covers of the Beach Boys' Kokomo. <laughs> That's all we're allowing. As I say, stones. unless it's Mick and Keith from the corner shop in Stella Street, in I which case, play on, because they're going to have some great knowledge of running a business. <laughs> yeah, aren't they? Yeah, pick their brains. Yeah, yeah. Drink up, please. It's time. Uh, Rich, Hardfire are on tour across the UK. Uh, where can people get tickets? What's the best thing to do? Okay, if you go to our website, which is Hardfire Official, that's all one word, no dash in Hardfire. Oh, you don't want a dash. No, no dash. Hardfireofficial.com. You've got a list of the dates there and a little button you can click to be linked through to tickets. A few of them are sold out already. Um, but, you know, we're, gonna, we're quite aware that we haven't played a lot of these places in 10 or 12 years. So we're going to be playing on the songs people want to hear. We, we know that. We're going to do a couple of new ones maybe, but mostly it's going to be the hits. The hits. So yeah. is, is there a new album coming? Uh, we, I don't know, you know, because like there'll definitely be some new material. I don't know how it's going to work, you know, like because you don't have to, do, you know, it's all changed. You know, it's all, maybe it's an EP. Maybe it's, I don't yeah. know yet, but we're going to do some new stuff. Um but at the moment, we're just trying to remember the chords to the old songs. <laughs> Is it hard uh, having not played together? When was the last time you guys played together? Well, actually, we did We did play. We did our first gig in like 10 or 12 years last year in London. Right. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that, and yeah. it sold out in 10 minutes. It was incredible. I mean, we didn't expect that at all. You know, it was like, wow. We thought we'd do it to see what the, 
yeah. see how the with the lay of the land really, and it sold out really quickly. And it was a great night. I mean, it was like the, I think it was, the, it was on the first of October. There was a rail strike, but people managed to get there despite all the kind of inconveniences and the, you know they managed to find their way there, and and it was remarkable. Literally, it, the place kind of just went off. I mean, people were probably a little bit should have you know, should have known better for their age. We really <laughs> having it. I mean, it was like it was terrific. It was really I mean it was like a big release almost. You know, it was it was a really really great night. So I'm hoping for more of that. Yeah, you know. fabulous, very exciting. You're coming to Norwich, which is uh, very exciting indeed. Um, that's where all tours should go. Norwich, LCR, mm. LCR, yeah, brilliant, terrific, uh, fabulous. Well, that's very exciting. But we've got one thing left to do, Rich, and that is to name this pub of yours. Right. What are we going to be calling it? Well, I thought, what is one thing that everyone loves? Because I want this place to be somewhere where everyone, bar except the Rolling Stones. <laughs> can come right uh, what everyone loves a last minute winner right so it's going to be the last minute that's winner. a great oh, name brilliant and that's it that's going to be the I had some other ideas but yeah I realised most of them were what do you think that would say to people would that be like it would be sort of like oh we should probably get off home <laughs> pop in for the last <laughs> minute winner exactly yeah. no, it's always you know the door is always there's always a warm a warm glow coming through the window and a you know, a, a, a happy sound coming out the door. So come in. Yeah. Come yeah. In. And the noise of people screaming as they set fire to themselves and spain bone boogers and vomiting for the gay cider. <laughs> yeah. Well, that sounds like a fabulous pub. Dan, do you want to give us a little recap of yes. what Rich has chosen? So Rich has chosen on draft uh, Screech Cider and Mao Classica, if I said that right. Mao. Yeah, I think so, yeah. uh, Cans and bottles. We've gone for K Cider, which we've been enjoying um, when we need to finish, and um, and and anything by small beer, spirits Bacardi and Sambuca, flaming uh, in particular. Uh, you rejected listener Will's suggestion of a self-pouring pump station on the grounds of practicality and also difficult mm. memories. Of that. Sorry, Will. Yeah, uh, on the jukebox you've got Carpenter's singles, nineteen sixty nine to nineteen seventy three. Uh, your drinking time is a Quantro and tonic in the Swan. Accompanied by Brown Floyd, and you barred the Rolling Stones, and the pub is called the Last Minute Winner. Fabulous choices, Rich. Get yourself your tickets to the Hard Fight Tour. I've seen them many times back in the day, and it's an excellent live show. Sounding really old when I said that. <laughs> excellent, <laughs> popular music act. Hard Fight. Um, so get yourself done to that. I'm hoping to come along to the Norwich one, but I wasn't organised enough. I think it's sold out. So you'll probably be getting a text. Yeah, the time. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Everyone text me. All right. Wonderful. We'll pop his number in the show notes. Uh, brilliant. Um, cheers, Rich. Thank you. And it's time to head Thanks, off guys. back to the other realm. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.